Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode number four of the JP and Jelly podcast on this scorching hot afternoon here in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, we've got quite a bit lined up, lots, well, an insane amount of news right now after the last little bit here coming uh, hot off the press here. So without further ado, let's get to episode number four. Now, Jelly, I want to kick this off. Um, it's uh, third or Wednesday night here. Montreal just won 5-3 in game one of the second series. And I know you're equally as hot as I am right now, but I just want to get your take on the Mark Shifley hit that just occurred. Absolutely unnecessary and one of the dirtier plays I've seen in quite some time. Anybody who says that was not an intent to injure and he had a he was just finishing his play at the net, he can absolutely get fucking bent, in my opinion. That is an absolutely classless, ballless play. Absolutely. Johnny, what's the, what would you trying to do? Is guys wrapping the pucker on the net? Aren't you trying to stop him from scoring? The main idea, and I, I don't understand what Shifley was doing, but you want to stop the guy just from scoring. So putting your stick on the puck or in the in the shooting lane. It's a wraparound. What's he going to do from fucking behind the net? Nothing. Like He can't do anything. No. So why, why are you trying to fucking go for a hit and <laughs> kill the guy? He was motionless. There's he that was man. He was fucking so fired up in front of the net, driving people's heads into the fucking ice when he took that first fucking penalty. You can't tell me that this was not intentional. That he fucking didn't think about what he was doing and make that decision, man. And he's beaking on his way back to the bench. How about you fucking man up and admit you made a fucking mistake? Because that was classless. It was absolutely classless. There's no need for that. The puck's in the net. The play's over, and you absolutely take fucking. A run at a guy who's defensive. Really cool, Shifley. But there's also no room to taking 20, 10, 15 strides and just absolutely clobbering the guy. Like he I'm was to, full speed. He, he, he was, was full, full speed. speed. And a guy not going full speed does not hit someone and makes him flip like that on his head. You see his head and neck just twist? Oh, like, I think that's when he was out, man. When like he hit the he, ice. Evans was out. Now he's probably out for the whole series because of that. Rather than playing a smart hockey and leaving it, and now you, I think Shifley gets two games. Two to three. I, now, I, because he's not a repeat offender, I call that. Here's out. the problem with the whole thing, right? Here's my problem with it. Player safety is an absolute fucking joke. The inconsistencies that they have is a joke. He's probably not going to get anything. Because these dumbasses who played the fucking game can't get their head over the ass and do the right thing and make the right suspensions. See, I think he'll this get two. There's no difference in the Kadri hit, in my opinion. Zero. I think this is worse than the Kadri hit. And Kadri got eight games. But Kadri's yep. a repeat offender. So therefore, he's got eight games because he's done it every fucking playoff. But because Shifley hasn't, I think he's getting a, two games. He has to get two. You, you, you're trying to abolish these these types of play in the NHL. If you're not going to fucking suspend people for it, then there's no point. It, this is like the McDavid hit on Cockney. Remember that? I do. I do 100%. That was a cheap was, shot because uh, he's McDavid. You fine him five grand? That's fucking pocket cash for the guy. Well, and actually, you're trying to so, get rid of headshots in the league, but it's okay if you're an all-star. It's unacceptable, man. So did you know, little little tidbit for everybody out there that's not uh, aware of the NHL rules or anything, from what I've heard, all those NHL team fines, so if a player gets fined five grand, whatever, it's not the player actually paying it. It's the team. The team just pays it, essentially. 
you can yeah i fuck bail him out yeah fuck so so essentially a guy can you know i i can't remember it was matt sundin if i remember correctly years and years ago when he threw that he broke his stick on a one-timer and then he threw the the stick over the glass there i don't know if you remember that gel so they got fined for that and it was actually just the team paid for it because it it's not the, the player can't pay for it like so it's the team is from what I heard back a couple of years ago when I talked to one of the guys that plays in the NHL and he said, yeah, like, it, you know, the players don't get fined. Like they get a slap on a hand, talk to the coach, talk to the owners, whatever, and, and move on. The only thing tangible is regular season uh, suspensions because now you're losing paychecks. Yeah. But like, I mean, playoff, the, playoff the, suspensions don't even fucking matter, right? Unless you have playoff or bonus incentives, but you can't get that unless you're 35. No. Like, it, 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 that, Sorry, I, I'm fucking fired up, man. That that was a well played hockey game. I something I was really looking forward to talking to, overshadowed by a gutless fucking play. Absolutely it, gutless. He did not need to make that hit. I've, you know, a part of me, I understand Shifley. Like I said a little few minutes earlier, I understand Shifley's not that type of player. But that was unnecessary, uncalled for. It doesn't matter. And 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 why? What why what did you have to get to achieve out of that hit? Or even think in your head to be like, fuck, I'm gonna blow this guy up and ruin his career. He might ruin his career just by that we one hit. Know. Like we don't know. Like one and now he's done for the he's probably like Tavares right now, unfortunately, and he's probably done for the, the playoffs because of one bonehead move. Like, I'm sorry, Shifley, you were crying nonstop. Paul Maurice, oh, that's you know, Mike Matthew Kachuk did that. You know what? Fuck you. You absolutely did not have to do that. This is way worse than the Matthew yeah. Kachuk little incident that was at by accident as well. And now you've went 10 times worse. And you know what? Wake up. Yeah, it's, it's unacceptable. That is an absolutely unacceptable play, man. And I, I, my heart goes out for Evans, man. 25th birthday, clutch up the game, and then you get absolutely fucking demolished by a gutless fucking play. And you know what? Yeah, prayers go out to Evans, go out to his family, uh, hopefully for a speedy recovery. It seemed like he was okay getting off the ice, stretched off the ice. So I hope that is good indications that he'll be okay and, and can come back here because that was, I mean, watching it and, and you're thinking, wow, okay, it looks like a, clear open net and and we'll move on and yeah. just just and ruined you can't even say that this was a, like i'm just watching it again and like maybe it's just the angle let's see this one it's a headshot man like is he aiming the chest yeah but the fact of the matter is his his shoulder makes contact with the guy's fucking head right there you can see his head go back first primary contact to the head this has got to be three games in my opinion minimum it's gutless. You don't need to make that play. The puck's in the net. Game's over. Bye-bye. And you got to do that, man. Fuck. I wish Shea Weber would have grabbed him and just absolutely fucking throttled his eyes. Shea shut. Weber wanted to, but the ref's gone oh. in there already. He's Shifley's lucky that the ref's got in there. Because Weber is a fucking man's man, and he would have fucking absolutely demolished this clown. Weber was to ready him. to go. Weber was ready to go. Like, <laughs> he looked man- like a man possessed. Like, he was ready to rip Shifley's head off. Oh, Good. That's a true captain right there. I'd fucking die for that guy. But and even Nikki was saying it. Weber's like the dad of the team. Weber's like, hey, you fucking mess with one of my teammates, especially even the younger kids, you're you're gonna be dead. And if Shifley didn't even have a chance to get pulled away by the referees there, I think he would have been hurt more than Evans. <laughs> like I really do. Oh, man. Yeah, he would have got his fucking head because I think 
I think Perry was out. I don't know. No, Perry was on the bench. Was Petrie out there too? I'm assuming so. I'm guessing so. If if it's at that time, I'm guessing so. That's another person I wouldn't want to fucking fight. It's unnecessary. Um, you know what? Like, it, it, use your fucking heads out there. And for any kid, I, I, yeah, I apologize for the language we've been using here, but you know what? Use your head, kids. If you don't see it, like, if there's a hit like that, shy away. There's no pride or no no award for the biggest blow up of a hit. Yeah, like there I'm isn't. A photo man, and and like people are trying to defend him, right? But well, the, the people defending him like, are Winnipeg fans. Yeah, and they're and idiot. they're nuts. Okay, Winnipeg fans got nothing else better to do with their time. And you know what? Again, I think there are, there are some awesome people there that listen in Winnipeg. But you know what? Some of them are nuts and they don't understand the game of hockey. Sometimes it's just all about whatever you know that team is, and it's you know poor poor me, just like they did last year against Calgary. And Matthew yeah, Kachuk accidentally you know turned and Shifley forgot how to skate, and then you know whatever. You know, like it's just poor, poor me, and I'm done. It's, it's, you know what? The Winnipeg can lose in four games for all I care again. Well, let's fucking hope so, baby. So, anyways, I'm just, I'm just watching one more time. Like, man, the puck's not quite in when he hits him, but he, he could have made a play on that puck. Shifley could have made a play on that puck and absolutely could have stopped that goal from going in. Now you're down four, three with a minute left. But now you're hurting your team by taking that dumb penalty. Yeah. Like, like now, fuck, like now yeah. you're gone for the next two games. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Montreal's gonna s- yeah. say thank you very much. You took out, and no offense, like I said, I like Evans. I think he brings a tre- tremendous dynamic. He played, to- he played great. He was and, one of the best Habs yeah. tonight. But guess what? And no, no discredit to this, but you didn't take out the best Hab. You took out a fourth line guy who's a hell of a role player right now because he's getting his feet wet in the league, but you didn't take out Defoli, You didn't take out Suzuki or Caulfield or, or anybody. So now you're, now you're playing with fucking fire again. Yep. You don't, and, and, and they're going to be pissed off about this. You don't think these guys are going to be fucking motivated. I honestly believe one of the reasons Montreal is so good right now. And they are. Let's call it what it is. Did they take advantage of a slow start by Winnipeg? Hell yeah, they did. Did they take advantage of, only five D men. Yeah, they did, and 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 t- also a poor D core. I don't think Winnipeg's D core is that good. They over they overachieved this year. They did do that, but now you got this. Are you like you're gonna be fucking fired up on uh when they play Friday? Like you're gonna be I, you're doing this now for Evans, nobody else. And if Shifley does get back into this, fucking poor Shifley, man, because Edmondson's already coming out. It was a dirty hit by the but the league's gonna take care of it. If he gets back in this series, we're going to make life miserable for him. It's not even That's another guy I don't want to fucking fuck with. It's not even poor Shifley. He did this to himself. Like, that was his decision. That's a a decision he made. It wasn't even an accident, it looked like. It was fucking, he went full tilt, and I don't care. I'm going to end you. Yep. He could have made a play on the puck. There's no doubt in my mind, but that's what you decided to do. Yeah, I don't care emotional or not. You do not make that fucking play. You trying to get out of head rid of headshots in this league? Start right here. This is the one. Fucking make an example. Do your job, NHL. Fucking whatever the fuck they call you now. All right. Well, let's. Um, uh, I think let's that was good. Game, uh, that that was a good first ten minutes here, Jell, or twelve minutes, I should say. But you know what? I, uh, I know you and I were right after it. Uh, 
Dude, we, we, we were going at it. And just I was texting. So, I mean, it was unnecessary, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on to the, the conversation say, of this series here. I'm just going to say one more thing about this, okay? Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm fucking fired up. Every time I see this, it makes me fucking cringe. Um, uh, fuck, John. We'll cut this part. 1251. <laughs> so either way, <clears throat> let's get going on some uh, review. So overall, I right. felt... What's that, Joe? All right. Let's so, do it. Let's get into the game. What matters? So overall... In my opinion of the game, I really felt it was a good overall team game by Montreal. I felt their defense were finally getting involved. They, yeah, good, they like Shea Weber and Petrie and Edmondson and Gustafson got in there. And you know what? They finally got that defense you know, contributions that we've been begging for for this team that have made them so successful up to this point here. And it, finally, and today it was great. It started off phenomenal the first three goals were based off defense shots or coming from the defenseman. And so that's what they need to do to be successful on this. Yeah. What did they, they have five, goal, five points last I looked tonight. Yeah, one, two, three, four. It should be five, five, six, six points. Oh, fuck me, man. Yeah. Six that's... points. Oh, I love it. Can we talk about the Jake Evans goal? Like, like, the fact that Toffoli identified that Evans had like he was going to win the icing and just sent it down the ice, didn't try and force it on net, took the path that he had and just sent it to the back wall. Overall, a smart play. That? Yeah, what, yeah that, was, that was a smart that, – that's a veteran play, though. This was Toffoli's best game, man. <clears throat> he looked good. He looked great. Even Stahl. Stahl looked excellent out there, too. Oh, man. Perry? We've like, been saying it for a few games now, man. Jesus, this might be the best free agent signing of the year, and you signed it on the day eve of the season. And league minimum. <laughs> like, th th think about this, Joe, and I'm not going to dive into this one, but Montreal signed Perry for league minimum for one year, and Calgary signed Josh Levo and Dominic Simone <laughs> and all those other bums for oh, league minimum. Toronto signed fucking... Um... Simmons. <laughs> so everybody listen up. Perry for league minimum is the best deal for that kind of, you know, for this season. And right. no one can even come at me for that one because it's true. And you see it in the playoffs right now showing. It, it's actually crazy to me that um, Montreal got him for league minimum, given the playoffs he had last year. But he's he scored old. that goal in game five or six, right? To keep their season alive. Yeah, but he's greasy overtime goal. But hey, it's a goal. Who gives a shit? Exactly. And I also appreciate Montreal winning and finally giving Winnipeg their first loss in the playoffs, kind of knocking yeah. them off that pedestal. Man, did they catch? They ever like we go back to the beginning of this game, man? Did they ever catch them flat? Hey, they, they and, did. And we, it, it's so funny because we saw two teams sweep and have like nine days off, right? Two teams. How the fuck are you calling that? The refing in this league is atrocious. McKinnon fucking runs the goal. Landeskog runs the goal, and then Marshall gets a lazy slashing penalty. Fuck this. Sorry, I'm fired up tonight, man. Holy shit. All good, buddy. So Number one, I'm pumped Montreal's in the second round after destroying the shit out of Toronto, those useless bums. Number two, I'm pumped that we're up one nothing in the fucking ser second series. Number three, <laughs> that's fucking greasy-ass hit. Number four, refing is atrocious. Anyways, um, going on, now we got the Carey Price and Connor Hellebuck's duel. Um 
Wait, Man, let's go back. Probably... Hold on, hold on. We're gonna go back. Sorry, I remember what I was saying. Okay, go ahead. We had two. So I, I think I, I don't know how many days um, Colorado had off, but what they, they it was seven or eight. Like it had to have been that many, right? It was they had about the same time almost. Yeah. essentially. Yep. Winnipeg had nine days, right? Good job, Edmonton. Thank you for lulling them to sleep. I appreciate you. Anyways, it's funny how like Colorado comes out and beats the living piss out of Vegas, seven two. And I, I thought Vegas looked tired and maybe starting Leonard wasn't the greatest idea, but either way they did it. And then we get Winnipeg, the exact opposite. They came out so flat, right? It, it's funny how it works, man. But Colorado is a different team overall, though. Like Colorado is just built differently. And they have, and I'm actually going to touch on this later on, they have the best player in the world. Just calling it out there right now. You guys can get all upset at me, but you have Con- or, uh, uh, McKinnon, who is the best player in the world. 100%, man. That argument between McDavid and McKinnon to me is not even close. And I actually, McKinnon- I want us to have a good debate about that here after. So let's not get too far into that. Okay. Before. Okay. I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, but either way, I mean, man, great start for Montreal. Price yeah. versus Hellebuck. Price looked good. A few, uh, you know, a little shaky on what was it? The third one, I want to say. Like, not sorry, not the third one. That's one timer, but the second one. Yeah. Um, but the third one, he goal. almost had. He almost had the the, the, the third one. I the second one, the four board goal. I think he was screened by. I think it was. I think it was Perry or Petrie. Yeah. Somebody. It, it just the way he reacted, it, he didn't know where that shot went. Right. No. I think if he sees that puck, he probably makes that save because he doesn't slide. Right. Yeah. And but as not a bad call. Like, no, no, I'm not blaming him on that. They no. have ample opportunity to chip the puck out like they've been doing all series, except for they, – they, okay, we'll keep going. I'm so, getting ahead of myself again. And Hellebuck, I think he had a hell of a first series. Full credit to him. He stopped some of the best players in the game offensively. Again, I've told this in the first episode. I don't – I think he's overrated. I think Hellebuck is way overrated. He looked terrible. That two-on-one with Suzuki and 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 Caulfield. Suzuki made a hell of a play, outweighted him. Why is Hellebuck overcommitting to that though? Like <laughs> Man, he, he, he overcommitted. Like and a smart player, skilled player like Suzuki just made him look like a child. Like, yeah. Suzuki saw him bite. He's like, oh, I guess I'm going full Pavel on this fucking guy, man. It just absolutely. And yeah, I, nice I, goal, I I would but... take Carey Price over Hellebuck every day of the week, every year, every whatever. And he, he's going to be the, the X factor, I think, in this series. Is there anybody you would take over Price right now? The only one would be Fleury. If I, really? If I can guarantee you this Carey Price, you would take Marc-Andre Fleury before him? Yes. Oof, I don't know about that. So I know I, it's tight. I, I know, and I'm not saying I wouldn't take price. I just think Flurry just has that pizzazz about him, though. Like Flurry just has that kind of mentality of like, if when he wants to go, he's going. And yeah, I mean, Carrie, I, I, this sounds pretty redundant, if you will, I guess. But price is the exact same way. But I just gotta, I don't know. I like Flurry better. I'm a big Flurry fan. Like and I always have been ever since the World Juniors, and I was ten years old. I've always liked Flurry, and that was just kind of maybe yeah. who, who I grew up watching, and maybe that's why I'm leaning towards that way. But Price is equally as good. If you're asking me in any situation, maybe ah fuck, 
Maybe I'm circling here. I'm sounding so, like an idiot now. So but either way, I would take either or. But I, I like Flurry better if I had to pick between the two. Is is Team Canada then Flurry and Price? Because that's where I would go. Hundred <laughs> percent. Who else are they going to go to? They got, the, the the young kids right now are struggling. You got Blackwood and Hart who are should be there, but they're, they're still learning the well, game at the Blackwood pro level. Blackwood was hurt a lot this year. Look when he missed twenty games or something. Like yeah. And Hart was atrocious. We've already talked about that. But Hart's defense was terrible this year. They, they, the, how many high-scoring da- danger chances did he have against them? That I, I, I understand that, but there's still goalies like there's still a lot of goalies in the league that are play play on shitty teams and have good numbers. True, right? So I I don't know. I I, I see. I agree and disagree at the same in the same breath on that comment. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, and I know you would take Price and Hartby, right? Oh, a thousand percent. Now it's funny you bring up World Juniors of Marc Andre Fleury because my recollection of him is him bouncing the puck off this fucking D man. <laughs> I remember that, that too. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate this guy. I love him now. Don't get me wrong, but then I remember Price in that shootout when Taves scored like six times or whatever. <laughs> Three, right? yeah, and then he stopped Peter Mueller on the last yeah. shot. Yeah, with with the legs together, puts his arms out. I, it wasn't on that one. That wasn't the, the that wasn't the save. Remember that he had to between yep, his legs. I do. I oh, like it was yesterday. And it just turned out. Oh, I was like, I love this guy. Okay, off topic. Me, oh, sorry. sorry what? Yeah, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. So off topic, and maybe I'm biased here. The best World Juniors were at that time. Were between 2005 to 2009. Those were the best World yeah. Junior memories for me. What about you? Everyone was balanced, man. In my opinion, like Sweden was good. The U.S. was good. Russia's good. Like, yeah, it was incredible, man. It like was a the, lot. I, of I remember those years. Like, I remember games still from that time, watching them yeah. on TV more than I do the recent years. Like, from 2015 to now, I don't really recall a game. Like, I, I remember scores and whatever, but I don't recall certain moments like I do back then. Like those games yeah. just like left such an impression. Maybe it was because I was younger and I was impressionable and whatever. I, I was dreaming, maybe whatever you want to call. But I mean, those games were unbelievable to watch as a kid. Yeah, no, I agree, man. There's a lot of memories, and I became a, lot, a fan of a lot of guys in the NHL now because of the World Juniors. And you just don't really get that anymore, right? Like, it doesn't seem like right? it. And maybe it's just maybe because we're older. I, I don't know, but. So either way, go ahead, Jelly. I I, I, it was off topic. I just wanted to bring that up there. Anyways, yeah. Montreal power play scores tonight too. We got to talk about that. They're finally going. Ended up going one for three, right? Um, that was the one. Oh man, what the fuck is Jeff Petrie doing at the far blue line (laughs) as this stretch guy? (laughs) Like, (laughs) do Charm? I have I have a feeling that doesn't have an idea what he's doing. I think he's just letting the Canadians do their thing now, and it's working. Like he's just saying, you know what, captains Petrie, Weber, Tofoli, you guys just go do your own thing. Go, yeah, you know, <laughs> and and hey, it might be working right now. So I, don't don't touch anything. Let the boys go. Because honestly, the first two periods, I thought they were the better team. Uh, I thought they sat back way too much in the third period. I wasn't too thrilled about that, to be honest. Um, and I, I thought they could have been a little bit cleaner in the de- de- defensive zone. But I mean, hey, they got the win. Uh, they're gonna have an emotional roller coaster the next day or two here, and uh, I'm not. I, I, if I'm Winnipeg, I don't want to fucking play them. <laughs> now, if you had to take um, the, a prediction here, if you had to make a prediction, who are you taking? And I feel like I know this one, but who are you taking? And how many games? I would have said Montreal before this game. 
um, to be honest. I, I figured this game, I didn't think it was, was going to be this high scoring, but I figured they'd take game one, right? Winnipeg's been sitting there for a long time, and they're the type of team that strikes me like they, they would have been better to keep rolling, right? But as for the series, I'm saying Montreal in six. All right, all right. I think I think you can hold the Jets down enough. They showed it tonight, even when, I mean, unless, again, if unless Connors and Shifley and Ehlers were out there, right? Like, what were they really creating, right? And they especially too much today, from what I know. And Winnipeg's got some injury issues now, man. And right? suspension issues. Yeah, you're gonna lose Shifley, and if they don't, something's wrong with this league. Right? If he doesn't get suspended, I will snap. And there's nothing much I can do, but I will be very upset. Let's just put it that way. Well, I'm, I'm sure fucking uh, Peros is listening to the, the, the this fucking podcast right now. He's probably hacked our computers. He's afraid. He's like, we better suspend these guys. Uh, I'm just dumbfounded. Um, what do you think, I, I'm taking Montreal on seven. I think game goes to seven again. I think, well, I was going to say with Shifley in the lineup, they got a lot of scoring, but, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I'm almost thinking, actually, I might take it six as well. I think now, after thinking, after mentioning Shifley's name there, and the if they get him suspended for even two games, that's two less games without that scoring threat on the ice, and that's two games now Montreal can take advantage of that and really maybe shove it in Jets' pie hole, essentially. Yeah. And I think right now, if Montreal keeps playing like this, if Price keeps playing the way he's doing, if they keep scoring on the power play and getting that defense support from Petrie and Weber and Edmondson and even Gustafson, man, they're going to be tough to stop in the Canadian division. I think um, I got my own opinions about moving on to the, the South U.S. division, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those two teams are at a different level. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Montreal in six. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. I, it's can we just talk about um, Sherrod for a bit here? So I did not like Sherrod at all whatsoever the first three, four games of, of the first no, series. I, I thought like he season. was terrible. I thought he was just looked sluggish and didn't really look like he cared about being on the ice, essentially. Like it was kind of like nonchalant to me. And I got to say, he's been making me eat my own words the last four or five games now, all the games that they won, essentially is now he's underrated now and maybe i'm I'm going you know going against myself but he's playing better he's playing great man that decor top to bottom has really stepped up edmondson petrie charrot and weber the top four have stepped up massively this especially the last like four games and i know they weren't getting the points in the other series against toronto um obviously they blew out a little bit tonight um what is it we said six, right? Yeah, six points. They blew up, right? That's awesome. They need but like, that. Sherrod played 26 minutes, man. He led the team in, in uh, minutes played tonight. Like, that's – they're showing trust in him, and he's playing awesome. I love it. And you know who else has done good for me is Edmondson. Very underrated, I think. Like, very solid yeah. number four D-man. Very solid in your own zone. Getting the puck out, playing tough. Like, that guy that you, you, you don't need much from. A good number four D-man is solid defensively, responsible. The coach can trust him on on the ice in those certain uh, uh, situations. And he's that guy. And he has that experience in the playoffs and in the NHL just in general. 
So I think that they got a good four when they're going like this. Yeah, I, man, like when <laughs> Edmondson's is best when you don't really notice him, but he had two points tonight, two assists. He was plus two, five shots on goal, two hits, three blocks. I actually had that really big block um, in the third. I don't remember where, like what time mark it was or anything, but yeah, like the guy's good, man. And as a coach, I, you love that because you can throw him out in any circumstance and you know you're going to get a, your, the job done. Yeah. Hey, fuck, man. Man, it's they got they had points from twelve guys tonight. Yeah, then that's different that, guys. That's their depth. They don't rely on just one. No, it, it, it's really starting to show that now, right? Like, I think that's why they beat Toronto because it, it just you know you take away Suzuki and Caulfield. Well, Cockney scored. Josh Anderson can score. I mean, I think he's hurt, man. I think it's an upper body thing, but he's still out there flying around, right? I, I want a little bit more. I want a little bit more from Anderson. I, and again, I, it might maybe it is that injury, but it's got to be. That's the only thing I can think of because I'm the same way. I, I want more from him because I'm a big fan, and he showed it all season. Like he's one of the better players on this team. Yeah, but he only had ten minutes of ice time tonight. That was the lowest among the forwards. Um, so it makes you think goal. that he might and be hurt. Then that's what I'm thinking, right? They're kind of limiting his his looks. Yeah, and. So, but yeah, who knows? I hope not because that would be a big loss. I mean, you're just, you just lost Evans now. Like, who comes up? Like, who, who, who I don't even know. Froleek? Yikes. Woof. <laughs> I mean, your penalty kill gets even better, but <laughs> I, don't I don't even man. know what to think. I'm excited, man. I, listen, after game four, you and I were ready to fucking write this team off, right? Because they look like shit. They did. They looked like, atrocious. They, they did not even look like the way they did in game five, six, and seven in game one of and the now second game round one, now. Yeah. They, they are a, is it 180? Been, yeah. They did 100% 180. Oh, there's that hit again. But oh, so either way, I think it's time to move on to the next uh, uh, little uh, segment here. Yeah. Short, and, short, um, short one. We could talk about this one for an hour. So either way. figure out who they're going to bring up. And I, it's, I think it's going to be for league. I really apologize. My talking is atrocious right now. I'm still fired up a little bit here. But we're going to talk about what else is going on tonight in the Vegas and Colorado series. We can go just a little bit in depth with this one. But, um, you know, so far, I mean, they finally go back to Flurry. I, I understand it might have been a, you know, give the guy a rest kind of day. Why that, that backfired? I, I don't – I did not agree with that. I hated that decision. And you know what? It, it, yeah, Jelly nailed it. Backfired 100%. You lose 7-1. Leonard, seven goals. I, I get even if Fleury was in the net, there was no way you're going to stop Colorado. Colorado was just flying. You would have lost 4-1 or 4-2 or whatever. But I did not agree with that decision. I think that loss came from that decision because as a team, sometimes they play different in front of different goalies. Yeah, and no, 100%. It, it, they, they were so successful playing with Fleury in the net. Now you're switching up the goalies. Nothing wrong with switching up the goalies but it's just a different play style. And now you're playing a whole new team. Like, I, I don't know. What did you make of that? I, I, I see where they're coming from. I just have a really hard time. Um, in any minutes where I'm just reading. Yeah, he's going to get a charge. Okay, sorry. They just brought up the rule for charging. I was just reading it. Um. I see where they came from, but it absolutely backfired. Um, 
I think they came out flat anyways. Like I don't, I don't, I think, I think, I, I don't, I don't think anything really changes with uh flurry and net to be completely honest. But the fact of the matter is like, that was just a bad decision. Like I, I get what you're trying to do. I understand it, but you're playing the most prolific offense in this league, in my opinion. Although it is right. only 2-1 right now. Yeah. And it, it's, so it is better than last game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it's going. I didn't like the first goal that Flurry let in. I mean, it's a broken play. You're like, right. He's, he's aiming high and the demon gets a stick on him and goes low, but uh, he's still got to make that save. I, I don't know, man. I, I think Colorado's in a league of its own, and I might have been wrong on Vegas. When I said Vegas in seven, I think I was really hoping to see a better Vegas team. The first game, they looked tired. They looked drained. They just came off a of game seven, a tough seven-game series versus Minnesota. In Colorado, my God. Okay, and we're going to touch on this now, Joe. McKinnon, and this is my hot take. Don't care what anyone else thinks. He's the best player in the fucking world. 100%. The best. I don't care what you think about McDavid. Um, I, I, I still think Crosby's up there in top three, I'd say. But McKinnon is the best player. And if yep. you come at me and say, well, Connor McDavid had 100 and some points in this, and great. You know, 100 points, That's you probably won't ever be touched in, in a couple of years and Whatever, especially in 50, 56 games, man. like one hundred percent. That's full credit for that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to take that away from McDavid. I'm not going to. But McKinnon is literally a leader. You ask me who you build your team around. I will go McKinnon because he's solid defensively. He works his ass off nonstop. When he picks up the puck, he moves his feet, and he's unstoppable. No one can keep up to him. He's so shifty and so sh- like out of nowhere. Like no, how, who can defend him? His shot is ridiculous. His shot, his release is unbelievable. And I, I've never, and I've, I watched him play in the playoffs against Calgary that one year, and I've never seen anything like it. And now he's just stepped up his play even more he's after each season. Like he's getting better. Yeah. How do Which you stop scary. that? He's the best. Well, what you do, John, is you throw the guy out of an airplane or hit him with a bus and hope that, uh, yeah, he, he ends his career. That's all you can do. He's so good. And- <laughs> you, know what, you know what the selling fact for him for me is? Not only is he so offensively gifted, he's so fucking smart, and he can play on the defensive side of the puck. Right? Like, my problem – like, and I've said this about Crosby my his entire career – Crosby is even better than anyone else in the league, especially before these guys started to come in, because of how good he is on the defensive side of the puck. He does it both ends of the ice. I would want nobody else out there taking my draw with a minute left, up 4-3 in the Stanley Cup Finals Game 7, than Sidney Crosby or Nathan McKinnon now. Right? I think, yeah. Uh, uh, No, I, I just don't know what to say about what else about this guy. Like He's just so good. Like, yeah, he's the best player in the league. Just and and people go about well. You look at their their depth, and I know Jelly, you were kind of hard on them about this with their depth. And well, shit, Sod got another goal tonight already. Joe's got and, a goal, and and yeah. but Edmonton fans, look at Colorado. They drafted players around a player. Okay, they helped mold this team 
So they got a goalie that can stop a puck. They got defensemen that can skate the puck up the ice and move the puck up to their best players. They got forwards around their top player to play with that player. Did, did, Jelly, did, did I talk clearly enough there? Yeah, it made sense to me. Okay, good. Okay, so yeah, they it, made that player have great players around them, and now look at them. They didn't just have two fucking players and then say, oh, okay, well, we're, we're good now. Like Edmonton, learn from Colorado. No, don't, because I want yeah. you guys to keep sucking. But learn from Colorado, okay? 100%. God, like it's so – and this is McDavid. He has to be just – fuming that he has guys like McKinnon and other guys that are, are thriving now. But again, now hindsight 2020, McKinnon didn't have a hot start right off his first five years in the league. The team sucked. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, they had some more draft picks, but how did they draft though? Joe tanking baby. And they actually didn't draft a centerman every fucking year. <laughs> oh, that's not a good thing, John, like drafting the same position over and over and over and just running the, you know, like the, the guy he drafted three years ago out. So they drafted Landscott, okay, left winger, yeah. McKinnon, centerman, okay, now Rantanen, okay, right winger. Oh, okay. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr, defenseman. Like, oh, bring let's go in, and grab Grubauer. Okay, cool. Bring in Devin Taves, you know, br- draft Bowen Byram. Like, I, I, I could go on all day and I will in the offseason when it comes to this, but. Just unbelievable how Colorado has just made this team, and they're just a powerhouse. They're so much fun to watch. I love it. So I, I don't know, Joe. I can keep going, but any, any yeah. thoughts on this so far? Well, I, I, I agree with you, man. I think he's the best player in the league. I think Crosby's – here's a weird – so I'm going to say two things, okay? First of all, you score 105, 105 points. What do you expect this guy's plus-minus to be? And I know we don't really hold much value to plus-minus, but what, what would you expect a guy's plus-minus to be if he's got 105 points? You would think in the 20s, plus 20, plus 30. Yeah, I was thinking like plus 30s, plus 21. Like, that's not very good, <laughs> right? Considering that means you're out there for 80 goal, 84 goals against. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, just yeah. throwing it out there. Cool. I know I don't hold a lot of value, but it does tell us some things, in my opinion. Like, the right. I, I still look at plus minus. I do. I like that. It's Tyson yeah, Berry was had 48 points this year, but he was plus four. That's fucking not good. That was he was on the power play right there. Yeah. And he struggles in the defensive zone. Anyways, yeah. Darnell yeah, nurse is plus think, 29 or whatever. Shows I think he's on the ice, but yeah, go on Joe. Yeah, exactly. I think a big thing for McKinnon is his relationship with Sidney Crosby being from Cole Harbor area, that whole situation. Right. And learning kind of, from Sydney, the best to do it in my generation that I've seen, right on a regular basis, play like obviously I saw Wayne and them, but like right, he's he's that guy, right for this last twenty years, you know. In and my they, they train every summer together. So yeah, they're I, best I friends. They are best friends, man. And I think that was the best thing for Nathan is hey, here's what here's what I like seeing him like. Oh, okay, I have to play defense too to be successful in this league. And here's how here's how to be a leader. Right here's how to how to be the voice in the dressing room and be that guy. Right? Yeah, I think that was absolutely huge that relationship. I really do, and I don't think it gets enough credit to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in other news on that one, there have you ever seen a nine minute power play before, Joe? <laughs> no, that was amazing. That was a first. So I know we talked about Ryan Reeves a little bit. And we actually talked about how much of an impact he's going to have in this series here. 
And I didn't expect this right off the bat, getting suspended for two games and kneeing somebody in the head there after kind of grabbing them. But uh, <laughs> you, you know what? Dumb penalty by, by Reeves. But people are going to look at him and be like, hey, you know, this guy's a goon. This guy's doing this. But his way of playing is so invaluable to the Vegas Golden Knights that even uh, Vegas is going to make a series out of this. And by the time he comes back, he's still going to help make them that much better, even if he only plays for 10 more minutes. But I think he needs to learn how to pick his spots here and there a little bit better. And I keep saying that yeah. over and over. But in the, in the last – yeah, sorry. I'll go ahead, buddy. No, go ahead. In, in the last few years, he's kind of cleaned it up, in my opinion, and just kind of played that heavier role. And to me, honestly, does Vegas get better without him on the ice? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, I think, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, he's, he, you think he's in, like, invaluable, right? But he he's just adds that different tone to the game, right? Like, he, he's like that Lucic variable, if you will. Like, it's that. Yeah, but Lucic can score. At times. So, so, yeah, maybe I'll eat those words. But hey, <laughs> the fact of the matter is the guy had like 25, 26 points this year in 56 games. I'll take that from Lucic. Absolutely. You game. Absolutely, right? Um, But I don't, yeah, I, I get it, man. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. And I didn't, like, I, I didn't think that was the greasiest thing I've ever actually seen. I think it just looked bad say, because there's blood and because of big scrum. And, and uh, oh, who is the guy? I can't remember his name now. Sorry. Um, but either way, like the, he was pretty shooken up as far as that goes. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like it looked like he was wrestling in, or fighting in a UFC fucking cage. Yeah. But either way, I, I mean, I've never seen a nine minute power play before. I've seen seven no, minutes, was... but a nine minute, I have never seen that before. So I, I figure I want to ask you, Jell, because you used to play in the Northeast Calgary here. So there must have been lots of those games. Are you kidding, man? We were the cleanest team ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Fucking Kadri's trending on Twitter right now. Dude, if Kadri got eight on that hit, that has to be 10, right? <laughs> Jelly, I just remember uh, constantly playing the Northeast teams, and they would have some of the best skilled players on that team, and but just be the, the greasiest kind of penalty-taking team I've ever seen as well. Really? Like, some of the best players I've seen played for the Northeast, but they took – a lot of penalties. Like, I, I don't know if it was coaching back then for, for the Northeast, but it, oh, that's man. something I always remember. We had good coaches, but for some reason there was a stigma around the organization that we had to play like that heavy, heavy style. And right. It's still like that, man, though. It is. I know. And I don't get it. Like, like it, it is improving. It's actually gotten a lot better in the past year or two. I'd say it's definitely got more skill based, but I, the last few years, even coaching junior B against the Northeast. And it would always be like that. Like it would be yeah. just hang on and just let's get through this game. That's why we always got fucking lit up is because we couldn't keep up with the skilled guys. But no, <laughs> but either way, I mean, a nine minute power play, that'll be sure enough to shoot you in the foot there every time. Yeah, that was wild, man. At least that game was already over, and it's not like they scored like had had what happened uh, against San Jose those years ago happen again. You know what I mean? Could you imagine it be like a four-one <laughs> game, and you're taking a nine-minute power play, and they score five to take the lead or some dumb shit? <laughs> oh. oh, actually, I kind of want that to happen. That'd it might cool. have happened actually against uh, Winnipeg tonight if the game still was going on past a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, he definitely got five. 
You got well, five for that. Yeah, you got five and a ten. And what did, what did Reeves even get the other four for? Roughing or something, I think it was, or unnecessary roughness or whatever. But um, do you stand with your prediction? I think you said Colorado uh, in seven. No, I didn't. I take Vegas. No, you picked Colorado. Uh, did, did you? Jeez, I gotta go back. I'd be shocked if I took Colorado. Or did I take Colorado just because you took Vegas? I think you did. Oh, I'll take I'll take Colorado in five. If I'm wrong, Jill, I'll eat my words and we can retract what you said right now. I'm just uh, I'm I'm a fan of Vegas, so I'd be shocked if I went against them. But I Vegas needs to do a lot. I mean, they're only down two one right now. Um, and, and honestly, the difference in this game is being a power play so far. Vegas is taking way too many penalties over the glass, and then some lazy fucking dumb penalties. But you know what? It's still going to be a good series. I think this is going to go seven. I I, I, think, I, so, man. I think Vegas is going to figure it out. They're way too good to to let Colorado just walk all over yeah. them. Don't find their feet, man. And the season series, it was even. There's no way it should be a, a lopsided one. So, well, if I remember correctly, there was a few blowout games in there too. There was a couple. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find it. If you want to keep moving on, I, I get it. We're already at fucking 45 minutes. Hey, that's okay. We can keep talking, buddy. But um, the next series I want to talk about is the Islanders in Boston series. And that one is now tied <laughs> at one game apiece. And actually, I've been actually pleasantly surprised by this series. I know I picked the Isles in six. So far, I'm bang on everybody listening at home. And you know what? It's funny how the Islanders are working. They get blown out. I think it was five one in the in the first or five two in the first game. Not Sorokin's fault whatsoever. I think Sorokin was okay. Not his fault. I think overall it was just a tough game for the Islanders. Boston was just firing past out of the, the hat trick, and and the top line was just far and above way better than what the Islanders were doing. But then they went to Varlamov in game two, and Varlamov just seemed to st- steal that show. And it was a completely different game, I thought, with the Islanders against Boston. They had some lucky bounces. They seemed to want it a little bit more. However, I still want to see a little bit more out of Barzell. I think Barzell can give us a little bit more, especially the offensive uh, scoring side of things. Um, But you know what? That's what it takes to win in the playoffs sometimes. That little bounce in overtime for Sezikis to score that breakaway, those little bounces help. And that's what sometimes makes or breaks a series, and that's what allowed – Islanders to get back into it. What are your thoughts on this one, Joe? Well, I was really hoping Boston completed that comeback because then I could have sat here and said, remember how we talked about experience and why I thought Boston was going to win? Like, if I thought if they won that game, I could have thrown that right in your face. Like, I fucking nailed this shit. But then the Islanders suffocated them again. Yeah, yeah, definitely, right? They definitely came up a little bit short. I was interested with that move um, on the goaltending side, but I don't hate it. Like, I mean... uh, it's not like he's bad, like right, like you got two good goalies there, and if you see a little bit of a struggle in Sorokin, why not, right? Just, well, he's young, change he's it rookie, up. right? Yeah, yeah, like I'm totally cool with that. It, it's completely night and day different than the uh, Leonard uh, Flurry situation in Vegas, right? But well, even when we're going to touch on this after is that Carolina and Tampa Bay series here, but we won't go into that. Yeah, I, I, I know what I would be doing to be yeah. honest. But um, but yeah, I, I didn't see it being this close, man. But Dan, do they ever just suffocate you, right? Like just sit on your face. The Islanders are just so good defensively, though. And like I said, they suffocate you. They literally just, okay, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll wait for a mistake. And guess what? The overtime goal, 
was a simple bounce off of a skate, essentially, in the offense's zone, and it happened to pop right in front of Zizekas' way. He goes in on a breakaway, perfectly yep. placed shot in the goal, and game's over. Kind of reminds me of the 2 on 0 in the Leaf series with yeah. Suzuki and Caulfield, right? To bounce kind of off a the turning skate. point. Yep. Yeah. And now so. it's 1 1 going into a rowdy, rowdy, rowdy bar on <laughs> yeah. Long Island. It's going to be nuts. I can actually, I'm excited for, to watch it even tomorrow. Yeah. And too, I'm curious to see how the Boston's top line does there. Yeah, I mean, they do nothing but prove that they're they're capable of getting through this shit. So, I mean, I, I'm not really too worried. I, I think they split these two again, man. I really do, and it comes becomes a best of three. Can I ask you how good Bergeron is, though? He's incredible. For his age? Oh, it's like, stupid, he's, man. what, 36? Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be up there now. He's, he's one of the more underrated guys in the league, period. Do you recall that playoff? I can't remember what year it was now, but when he had like the punctured lung and a broken bone in his hand or something, and I can't remember what else. And he played all the way through like three series. Yeah. Yeah, they lost in the uh, finals, right? The the Eastern finals. If you ask me about one guy who – he gets a lot of credit and a lot of recognition because he plays in Boston with Pasternak and and Marchand, but I don't think he gets enough. Like yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think he gets that full recognition of actually being that good. I agree. I, I still think he's underrated, which is crazy to think, right? Like, I, I think he's an absolute best. stud. He's the best two-way center in the league. There's no question about it. And he's so good defensively. Like you ask me, maybe outside of Kopitar, he's probably the best defensive centerman in the game. Uh, a thousand percent, man. And Crosby, I guess, too. But you, I, I really noticed him a little bit more, I think. I, I was just going to say, I think he's better. He just seems more responsible. Like, he, he almost prides himself in that, right? Like, he kind of yeah, cares. Uh, yeah, he, he's... Yeah, I, incredible. Absolutely incredible. I, I, I hope... If you're a, a player out there who's maybe not the greatest strongest offensive guy just watch what he does okay and just mimic it it's like it's like goaltending just be carry price right stay calm like he is and just have good hands and just always getting back to your feet like the little things do that with bergeron too exactly right he's so good he's underrated again like he's not underrated but i think he's still underrated it's the weirdest thing it so but it's one of those things because he's surrounded by two other guys who are stars that they more maybe look towards them because they're the ones scoring the goals at a higher pace. Yeah. And, and the thing with Bergeron, he didn't give a fuck, <laughs> right? This goes about his day. Do, 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 right? Like just, just under the microscope. Yeah. What's but. the um, the Boston? So then they also had the recent news of no more restrictions down there in Massachusetts. And yeah. So they absolutely stormed TD Garden. And I'm talking. If you've seen those videos online, it was people running for their seats. Essentially, like it was, it, it was pretty cool to see. Man, and, Patriots are going to be full this year. Fuck yeah! And go, love it. Eighteen thousand people. Jelly, we're that close here, buddy. We're that close. I can't wait, man. Jeez. Man, hey, hey, great news, man. I know we're not. Ta- it's exciting right now with this whole COVID thing. Usually, we just stay away from it because it's so negative. But uh, hey, the fact that we can start signing up to get our second doses over the next month here is uh, huge. First place in Canada to be able to do that. So 
Hey, I'll take it after. Anyways, it's been either way. Next we're series. Now. What I'm saying is we're, we're close to that, right? We're we so are. close. We're so close. End of June, hopefully early July, mid July. I'll even take it by then, but uh, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, next series. Now Tampa and Carolina Tampa's up two games to none. Both games are two to one. Now jelly, a little bit of a stat for you. So Carolina has outshot Tampa Bay in both, both games. First one, 38 to 30. And I'll give you a little fun factor in both of them. Carolina in the first game had 12 giveaways to Tampa Bay 7. Ooh. Hear this though. Carolina in the second game outshot Tampa 32 to 15. Yep. A lot, a lot bigger of a margin. However, listen to this. Their giveaways, Carolina had 22 giveaways Yikes. to Tampa's 11. No, you, you doubled it, got doubled up. You cannot Man. make giveaways in the playoffs like this. No, absolutely not. That's too much pressure on your back end, right? Like, and by your back end, I mean the goaltending. Because um, I know you're hard on Ned, and and I'm going to ask you this: Do they go back to him? No, absolutely not. Do they go to Mrazek? Yeah, I would. I think I think you have to be careful with this kid. You don't want to ruin him now. Now it goes both ways. They know him better than I do. Maybe the best option is for them to actually go back to him because that's who he is. That's who, like, mentally who he is, right? But the fans love him there too. Like when apparently I was listening to the game or not listening, but watching it, he got the loudest cheers more than any player on the team. Oh, he's when they did the intro. They love him there, man. Every you listen to like that. They had Carolina guy on nine sixty the other day, and they said everybody fucking absolutely loves this kid, right? And they want nothing for the best. And that's what I think. Like, I, I don't know why you wouldn't shake it up a little bit. Um, in my opinion, I would probably go to Mirazik. Because I, I didn't like the goal. Like, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the like what Ned did. Like, he just looked. He I've been saying this for a while now. The end of last series, I didn't think he looked great. Now, he had a great game one. But I think he's fighting it a little bit. I really do. So it's I, I to me, like I'm like, play, hey? what's that? It's almost like the positional play, hey? Yeah, like he's just a little bit off, right? So why not t- get him have a night off, right? Get a good practice in during the day, right? In my opinion, that's what I would do. Just let him get his refocus, right? Get your head back in it, and and come back game four, unless Mirazik plays lights out. But then but, you have that's a good problem to have, though. For Carolina, is it, if you have both guys going, that's going to be hard to stop. And like I mentioned right before the season series started, you have three goalies that can play in this league. So yeah, I, absolutely. I almost think they do go for Mrazic next game. I, I, I just to switch it up, just to kind of shuffle the deck a little bit, give Tampa's shooter something new to shoot at, right? Because they, they Mrazic's been hurt for eighty-five percent of the season. So yeah. they don't really know what they're shooting at again. It's almost like a brand new goalie, if you will. Exactly. And I, I'm just re-watching these goals because, I, like I said, I didn't watch this game. I was golfing. I don't really like the Kaloran goal all that much. But I mean, then again, he was screened there, right? Like, again, yeah. but, but that's what I'm mentioning. Maybe there's the positional play. Maybe he was just overcommitted on the one side. Well, And, and, I, and, and I don't and, know. I mean, I'm not technical. That's exactly what happened, right? He's looking over the left shoulder, and then he switches, and that's when the shot comes. So he loses sight of the puck. Um, 
And for all you kids out there, Kaloran throws the puck on net, and look what happens. He doesn't try to do anything fancy. He just shoots the puck on net, and that goes in. Shoot the puck, especially if you're in the house. Yeah. And honestly, the 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 Sorelli one, the second one, that Demon's got a, a sketchy or whatever, however you say his fucking name, needs to be a better play on that. Little that turnover. was a terrible defensive play. I don't know what he was doing. I get it was a bouncing puck. Those sometimes get a little bit tricky for a defenseman because you're like, well, do I commit? Do I do this? Do I take the body? So it, but, it gets a little bit tricky there, but he should have just taken the body on that guy. He yeah, should 100% rally, right? just knock him on his ass. If you get an interference penalty, well worth it then. You, you yeah, know, like, penalty. Yeah, exactly. I, I think about it as a coach. If you get an interference call and you take away a scoring chance, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I am. I will. We'll kill it off. We'll move on, and they don't score a goal. Now, if you it's now that happens, two hundred I mean, feet from your net, <laughs> that kill me. And and the game is so fast. So I understand things, and we, you and I, both played at a very high level. So the decisions happen so fast that you have to make that play. So I think he needs to maybe read and react a little bit quicker to deciding what is best there. And again, take the penalty if you have to. If you have to knock him over knock him over and take the two-minute interference or roughing yeah. or whatever it is, and let's kill off the penalty because Carolina's penalty kill is awesome. They're third in the league right now. They haven't had – I think they their uh, uh, Tampa's only one for six right now in the two games. So they've really learned to shut down Tampa. So well, And I that mean, was a big key that we had brought up because I th- they were 40% coming into this series, right? So, I mean, And they've they, shut them down now. Yeah, the fact that you've limited them and – their power plays now dropped to thirty six percent, so they've dropped two percent per game. That's that's huge, right? Yeah, and, and but tough play. So, and, I mean, yeah, that one's not on him. Okay, maybe maybe we start him. I don't know, man. It depends on what type of kid he is. I don't know. Like maybe he just needs a night to get refocused, a couple days, right? I'm gonna call Morazic starts tomorrow. Is Morazic hurt? Nope, he was backing up last game. Was he okay? Because yeah. on the NHL network right now, they have Reimer in that second hole. And I'm like, wait a second, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. This Again, this series to me is still a coin flip. The fact that Carolina lost two at home is really tough for me because like Tampa's got home ice now, right? You you flip that scenario. You have more home games than you do on the road. Or you have two. Yeah, it would be still two and two, right? But you win those two games at home, you win the series now, right? So... And now you're asking Carolina to win four or five. Yeah, exactly right. So it's tough. I don't know. I think Svechnikov is doing his part. Like I've said, I don't know. I've called him out. Now he gets a goal and an assist. We just—I told you—we just need to start calling people out. And now, what about Tampa's D? They—they've absolutely strangled the Carolina offense essentially with this because their D has been so stingy. It's been so just tight knit. You're not getting through the shots are getting blocked. I mean, yeah, they're still getting lots of shots on their goalie Vasilevsky, but man, he's so good. Vasilevsky's that good. And, but Tampa's D has done a great job really just limiting those chances to the low scoring chances, not being high danger scoring chances. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because it's something Montreal's doing a lot better too, is limiting scoring opportunities. Lots of lots of the shots and stuff are from the outside. But man, Vasilevsky's special, man. Like to me, like he's up there with Price and Flurry for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. And he'll Can be I that, say he'll, I never used that, to think he was that good. Oh, he's absolutely a stud, man. I was the same way. I'm like, I don't know, right? Like he, that's a good team there, right? And now looking at it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is the best goal in the league. There's a reason Tec- he keeps winning. Um, and technicality, he's so good 
but he, but on top of that, he's such an athlete, right? He's he's Carey Price, right? Just taller and a little funnier looking in there, but super well, tall and so so talented uh, physically and mentally, right? Because that's what yeah. it is to have good um, positioning and stuff is a mental thing. You need to be smart enough to know where you're going, right? In my opinion. Or he, give a give a shit enough of to really care where you're going, right? So yeah, and you but, see in his eyes before every faceoff drop, like his eyes go bugged, like it's yeah. like it's some sort of not. It's like know. a scientist in there just fucking putting data into his mind, right? Like it's 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 weird, man. He's he's special. He's very special. He's he's gonna be the best goalie in this league. I, 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 now, of course, I'm gonna say when uh, Pricey Poo retires and Flurry and stuff, right? But. He's he's the next generation, honest to God. He is, and I think you know what. There's gonna be a lot more goalies coming out of Russia too, especially. You know, to, they're, they're gonna emulate him. Like, you, you, do you remember Mika Kiprasov coming out from from Finland and he started growing it into being this kind of superstar with Calgary? How many Finnish goalies came out of there after? Yeah, quite a few, and you and see even, it all over the place, right? Like and even like Pekarine and those guys. Sweden, and, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna. Because he's Swedish, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Star- Staros? I thought he was Finnish. I have Pekka Rene, though. Oh, Pekka is Finnish as well. Anyways, yeah. there's a lot of good yeah. Swedish goalies out there. <laughs> there is. <laughs> well, there is. I mean, you, you look at even Lundqvist, for that matter. He's inspired a lot of those guys. There you go. Well. There's a Swede I'm trying to think of. Is old Lundy. Yeah, so Saros is, in fact, Finnish. Man, that motherfucker is going to play next year. Oh, yeah, he will. And same with Pecorine is Finnish. And I think their other goalie is Finnish. So actually, oh, interesting. Little, little cool story for everybody listening at home. All three goalies at Nashville are all Finland. Is their goalie players. coach Finnish too? I don't know. Huh? I wonder if it's Mika Kiprasov. But those Finnish goalies, I tell you, they're. <laughs> I, I remember you like back when in in the day in the nineties and even the early two thousands is all about the, the the French goalies, like the Quebec goalies, like Marc Andre Fleury, Broder, Patrick Waugh, so on and so forth. You know, it's now going overseas a little bit now. I think. Yeah, it is, man. We're starting to see a shift in that goaltending, right? Like, I if we look at it, I mean, the Americans too. They have a great program. Um, Americans, especially, I agree. Yeah. Hundred percent. This is a really this is a really interesting uh, stat. I'm gonna have to share. We'll have to share that. I'm gonna share this with you. But anyways, yeah. we're starting to see a shift, right? Like, there's not a lot of good quality Canadian goalies anymore, and I've said that for a while now. Um, like we've talked about World Juniors, like how many good goalies have come from there? We have all these guys that are gonna be the next greatest thing, and it never pans out. Meanwhile, you got. Uh, Knight, right, and Wolf in, right? Like, you look at the U.S., studs. There's that kid from Russia from this year. He's going to be an absolute lighthouse, like a stud, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot out there, man. It, it's it's interesting. No, I, I agree. I'm I mean, I'm actually... now, like, what's wrong with Canada? They haven't changed their program in a little bit, so I don't know if maybe it's just getting – maybe stagnant. Um, like you look at the U S program, they have that U S kind of national development program, all yeah. the U 17, all the way up to, you know, pretty much pro the pro levels. And I, I don't know. I mean, Canada does, does a great job too, but I, who, what, like, where's that extra gear 
as far as what makes them able to push these guys into getting to the pro level versus Canada. Is it character? Is it uh, the, the development program and maybe pushing the kids to that next level and maybe given, giving them those tools. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. Oh shit. This game's two, two baby. Yeah, it is. Um, anyway. So I just want to touch on a few things here, Jill. I got uh, a little bit of a kind of a stat attack here, if you will. So um, with the recent elimination of Toronto, and obviously everybody's going headhunting for Matthews and Marner. Let me give you my point right now. And uh, Jelly, I'm just going to go on a bit of a rant here. But people who are calling for Matthews and Marner's, uh, not really specifically Matthews, but Marner to get traded are dumb. If you say <laughs> Marner needs to get traded, no. The guy is a point-of-game player in the NHL in the regular season. In the playoffs, sure, he struggled this year. He have, And I went after him last series because he made some dumb, boneheaded plays. But guess what? He's, what, 23? Yeah, he's, he's only still five a kid. Years. He's 23 years old. And what they need to do in Toronto with Matthews and Marner or build the team around him. you got a defenseman in Morgan Riley. you got TJ Brody now. you got Jack Campbell the net. you got good pieces together. Don't blow it up. If you blow it up just because you're pissed off about today, you know what? You're you're oblivious to the, the game of hockey and how things are built. Okay, yep. look at Colorado; they had to go through those tough times. Okay, you're not. Yeah, you haven't won a series since 2004. Grow up. Okay, this is just the beginning. <laughs> it happens exactly. a lot. Guess, Calgary's only won one fucking playoff series, and we went to the Cup Finals in 04. We haven't been back since. Okay, you know what? You guys are in a better spot than Calgary. You're in a better spot than a lot of teams. And stop playing poor, poor me, okay? The fact is you have a coach in Sheldon Keefe who can coach and lead that team and show those rookies the way, okay? You need to work with Matthews and Marner and show them the way. Give them the proper tools, the proper um, coaches, the proper video sessions, whatever it is. Work with them. And then also build around them. Keep building that that forward core. Okay, bringing in Simmons and Spezza and Thornton was not your answer. And even Felino, yeah. why did you spend a first rounder to get Felino? Boggles my mind. Why not go after somebody? And you know what? I hope sincerely they go after Seth Jones. I doubt it because they can't afford him. But I'm just yeah, saying, why not go after him? Right? Because I think Columbus will trade him this year. Mark that. Yeah. Um, but either way, Jelly, I, that, that's my rant. I'm sorry I was pissed off because I've, I've yeah, if, I hear about it. So I just, if, if anything, I man, I listen to the radio. I listen to uh, whatever five ninety or whatever. It's the Toronto Sports Radio. Oh my god, the next day it was it was amazing. Anyways, it, to me, the, if if something needs to change there, it's 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 coaching. Like if you are gonna make a change, that's what it has to be, right? But even that's not because, even the problem, I think. No, I, I agree. I think he mismanaged the bench. Like, I thought he did a piss-poor job, to be honest. Like, the fact... I, but I guess you got to work with the tools you have, right? So maybe... I agree with you. Like, bringing in those veteran guys weren't the right veteran guys. Corey Perry was begging to go there. And, and they didn't sign him? And now look at what he's doing for Montreal. He's dragging that fucking team through the playoffs, in my opinion. Right. And why did, why did they need four guys who are old and over the hill? Well, Felina's not old, but I guess he's older. But um, and Spezza and, and Thornton and, and Simmons, why do they need three? Why not bring in one or two? That's like, what Montreal did. I mean, you already have Perry or Petrie, and um, you brought in Perry and 
stall at the deadline, which looks great, by the way. Those two actually have some chemistry, which is weird. But and, and you got uh, um, Weber as well, right? Like, you, so you have some some more and Carey Price. You have some vets there already, but they, they brought in the wrong guys. Like none of those guys. Who's been to the? We 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 figured it was Simmons is the only guy that's been to the Cup final in that in that group, right? Uh, and Thornton too. Did he? Yeah, in San Jose against Pittsburgh. Yep, sixteen. That's right. Anyways, either way, what I'm trying to say is they brought in the wrong people. It's a, they've. I don't know why you're bringing in a 43 year old. Like I get it, you want them to be there and teach these guys how to win, but I, I think it's better to bring in a guy like. Corey Perry, you might not say a lot in the in the room, but he's going to show you on the ice how to play, right? And what you need to do, and when to get greasy, and right. Like I think he's that's what he brings. They that's where the problem was. It wasn't these guys. I I got so mad when they were like, you know what, trade Marner, trade Matthews, get rid of this, get rid of that, and I'm like, why? It, you got the top. You got two of the top ten players in the league right now. And you're saying, and I mean, I, I I think the Matthews thing was a bit more of a, you know, knee jerk reaction, kind yeah. of pissed off. But the Marner is still going on. They're People, calling for his head. Listen, Toronto fans, you have two of the best forwards in the game right now. Work with them. This is what you always do. This is what you did to Phil Kessel, and you won two fucking cups after that. You know, <laughs> the, like, don't throw away something that's good. And hope that something is going to be greener on the other side. I it will not happen if you get rid of them. And you know what? Give them a chance. Yep. Here in Calgary, we got Gaudreau, and we've been after him, but he's been in the league for what seven years now. Okay. If Marner gets to seven and eight years, maybe now. Okay, we now we got to start reevaluating where we're at because he's yeah. 25, 26 years old, almost at a UFA status. So. Be patient. Stop thinking everything has to be fucking right now. It irks me. And, and that's 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 Toronto though. That's their fan base. That's what they do. They overreact to fucking everything. But it's also the media that hypes it too. Well, yeah, hundred percent. It's a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. I, I'm, it, it's I'm sorry. Joke. I'm not even a fucking Toronto fan. I'm going off oh, of just, you guys. So their fan base absolutely pisses me off, man. Like I, I, I actually went through this season hating the Oilers more and not really like caring because I. Toronto had a good team, right? I gave him credit, but and then this happened, and it's just like we gotta blow it up. We lost to the worst team ever. Oh well, sorry that uh, Montreal actually exposed your guys' weakness, and your two best players didn't show up. So what? Should be happens. better. It's be hockey. better then. Learn from it and grow. That's the problem. Is I think they're seeing is like th- this isn't the first time they've kind of been shitty in the playoffs, right? Like, and it like last year they weren't great. But I still, it's still too early to have that knee-jerk reaction. Re- relax a little bit, and I'm sure when they take a step back, they'll they'll see that. Because by I the way, you you're anything? not moving ten and a half million dollars for that guy. So sorry about no. your luck. And anybody you get back from will not be as good. No, because yeah, and and you're probably going to have to eat some salary. Hundred percent, you will. Have fun to get to having someone eat ten and a half mil, unless they're moving two other guys who are not even close to his level. Yeah, like why would? Yeah, it's not a straight hockey deal. Like you're not gonna get Eichel for him. Like it's that's not how this is working. You know what? Vancouver will take him. They'll trade Louis Erickson, uh, Bre- um, Brandon Sutter, and <laughs> Brain Holpe for him. Done. That's a fair deal, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Let's make that deal. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna and... run out Mark Andre Fleury. 
And in my other notes here, uh, other quick fun facts for today. NHL entry dra- or, uh, draft lottery was tonight. Buffalo finally gets that treasured number one pick they finally uh, been tanking for for so long. Um, I think the consensus number one overall pick would be Owen Power. You have a uh, U- University of Michigan defenseman and uh, you know pretty good hockey player. So I think you know what you add him on that blue line with Darlene and Ristolainen and those guys, I think, you know what, you, you can build a pretty good decor with that. So I'm excited to see what they do with that first overall pick. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, this, I, this isn't one of those draft years that there's a definitive number one. Like, I think it's a definitive number one, but I don't think he's like an Eichel that you right, right or somebody like that. Definitely not. No, but Hey man, I, I've, Pavel Datsuk came out of the ninth round or, or sixth round. Sorry. So who the hell knows, right? It all depends on how you develop it. And, and that's the scary part to me is like, how is Buffalo going to develop this guy? Because it seems they struggle. And this year has been a lot tougher than most because of the COVID situation, because that, it hasn't been a season two. Yeah. That aside, like some guys played, some guys didn't. So like, what is this really? Like exactly. if this was next year and they were getting, um, what's his name? Oh, can't remember who you're thinking about. I think Canadian guy, right? Absolutely. Study He's supposed to be like the next, um, yeah, the next like McKinnon kind of thing. I can't think of his name right now, but I, I can know see you're him. Talking. I can see the name. I just can't say it. Fuck, not gonna Google it. If this was next year, like I would feel so good for them, but it's just yeah. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and in uh, a side part of that, now the Flames had a 2.2% chance at first overall pick. My thought with that is, why did they try to win at the end? Like You could have increased your chances to try to get a top five to eight player in this draft who could maybe make an impact for you next season, and you decided to win against Vancouver every game except for the second last game, and you really hurt your chances. Well, I mean, it, it didn't really hurt them. But they're yeah, in the Connor, fifth. Connor pick. Bedard. That's 2023. Bedard, sorry. That's what I was thinking of. But again, now th- th- I understand what Sutter's trying to do is build that culture, build the character of this is how we want to play. And I I I respect that. I I and I, I think that's true, but you got to play the system too a little bit, and especially in the pro leagues, and say, okay, you know what? We're in the top five for getting a pick. We're gonna get a player who might be able to jump into our team next year. I just think like we we saw it this year like with um, one team moved up the Kraken went ahead of uh, the the Ducks right that was the only piece that moved so it really did show like how hard it is actually to increase your odds uh, obviously without tanking um, so like even if they did lose those three four games they're still drafting in this area where I think like from everything I've heard and read and I've only started doing my research on this like today and yesterday a little bit is like anybody between like eight to pretty much the rest of the draft is a coin flip. Like who you, there's no like definitive one through 10. Right. And then those pieces just slide around a little bit. It's like, it's a crap shoot. Right. So maybe they looked at it and said, okay, well there's no point of tanking. Even if we get 12th pick. Right. Um, Does that turn into 11? No, where did Philly or where did uh, Arizona end up? Well, they got theirs taken away, right? Yeah. So you may have slid up. Hold on here. Uh, NFL, NHL, draft lottery. 
I don't know. I see it, man. I don't see why there's a reason to tank. If you're going to get a even... similar skilled guy, in my opinion. But then right? why don't they play the rookies and just say, okay, go play your hard. If you win, then you win. And and if you lose, then we lose. You know, like you got nothing to lose by playing your rookies. I agree with that. That one I don't understand. Now, I mean, there is always incentives for players. So maybe like Markstrom maybe had to play X amount of time. I, I don't know. I, I actually don't know. Like that was weird to me. I, I get why sides. you don't want to tank because build your culture a little bit like I'm, I'm cool with that but I, I definitely see both sides of it i understand sutter he's trying to make that impact he's trying to like i said he's trying to create that culture here in calgary and i like it and that's fine but again you got to play the system i think and i don't know if they did a good job with that that's my own opinion and and who knows maybe the flames can finally prove me wrong with that and it, it could have been um it could have been sutter's decision right to be like look i want these guys playing because i'm trying to build something for next year Exactly, and, and, and I I get that hundred percent. Yeah, I see it both ways. I I do. So I, I just think tanking's like I I don't know, man. What does it really get you unless you're bought? Unless you can get yourself in that the the top five. Really, I think most drafts the five to fifteen are really similar players, right? It's more um, franchise needs, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Anyways. Wayne Gretzky is now also going into broadcasting with TNT next season. What do you think about that, buddy? Doesn't really strike me as a guy to do that, but hey, I, I can't wait to listen to his insights. Like, d- d- doesn't that make you kind of curious to see how he sees the game now? Like, or is he going to be kind of bland? Like, I, I don't know. That's like, what I worry with him. Like, he's kind of like just a bland kind of guy, anyways. You, I'm sure you, he's not, but like on the TV and stuff, and I'm sure he's he's that way for a reason. But because if you know. watch basketball, which you don't, uh, and I don't either much, but you watch guys. Like Charles I watched Barkley. basketball last night. All right, I watched basketball last night. I came home from golf. I was eating dinner. There was nothing on TV because we I didn't see one pizza at my game. door. Yeah, I, I, I Kendra made me chicken so and rice. It was delicious. <laughs> Thank God. Maybe I should send that down next time. Anyway, you should. Um. I, I watched, and it was like the, that game that went into double overtime. It was the Portland Trailhawks playing whoever the hell they're playing. Trailblazers. The Trailblazers, thank you. It went to double overtime. That one guy put up 51 points or something stupid and hit a big shot, I guess, at the fr- end of the first OT. Anyways, there was two minutes left of the game. It literally took 30 minutes between all the fouls, um, the shitty in, th- in throws or whatever you want to call them, and like the timeouts. It took 30 minutes to play two minutes. I'm like, this is why I don't watch this. Between LeBron see, James and that shit. Did you see LeBron walking out? Did you see LeBron walking out with no, five minutes to go? No, Oki was telling me about this, man. So he walked off the fucking court. And his yeah. team's down 30 points. Well, you're the best player in the world, bad. and you're acting like a baby. Like He's a hey, baby. There's like, no you know, LeBron James has won so many rings. You know what? It's time to lose. It, it sucks. I get it. And you you're used to winning, but Lose with a bit of class, like lose with a bit of dignity. You guys, you watch like guys like Michael Jordan, they hated losing, but they still were there. You know, they put the team on their back and guys like Kobe Bryant. And and it, you know what? LeBron James is great. He's one of the all-time best in this game, but there's no comparison between Michael Jordan and him, in my opinion. Yeah, no, there's no doubt in my mind. And we're talking Bro, about uh, so I should probably stop, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to dive too deep into this, but um, 
<laughs> this is funny. But, uh, yeah, LeBron, LeBron. I hate LeBron James. Like you, you can't take away the rings and the, the MVPs and stuff. He's won. Um, I honestly think those MVPs mean more than those championships to a guy like that. Um, he he's a classless. Joke. Well, it's all endorsements for him. Yeah, we've talked about we we've talked about um, classless jokes today. Shifley, this is one of them. He's a he's an idiot, man. He doesn't care about his teammates. He proved that. He, he always talks that. about I. He says I I I yeah. I, what, I, what did I, you, I I What did you notice in Carey Price's interview after Game Seven? He always he says would, we, or and he team, never wanted. Or... They asked him questions specifically about him, and he changed the question to make sure he was addressing what the team did well. That's a fucking teammate. And then on that note, Stephen A. Smith calling out you. You went after Connor McDavid and all and Matthews and Marner because oh well, you guys are the best players in the league and you guys should be winning. Guess what, Stephen A. Smith? It's not fucking basketball. Mm-hmm. It's not a one man sport. It's a team. It's nineteen guys, nineteen collective players all buying in. And it, actually, it's more than that. It's the coaches. It's the players sitting on the on the stands. Brother, it's, it's everybody. It's, it's collecting the equipment, your, staff. It's everybody. Period. Yeah, it's not one player. And so people comparing basketball to oh, well, you should, you have the best players in the world. You should be winning. No, hockey's different. You could have a team. Look at Montreal. Not have all the like they don't have all star players. They don't. They have, they have Carey Price. Price, and that's it. <laughs> you can shoot. But, you can, a young Shea Weber would be in there, right? But he's not young anymore. But guess what? They're winning because they're a team. They're, they're the playing, team. They're playing together, and they're playing for each other. That's my biggest pet peeve between basketball and hockey is that it's a one-man show in basketball. It's all about me and I in there. In hockey, it's all about the collective team being yep. a brotherhood. Me too, man. And, and I love it. I love hey, seeing there, that. There are some guys in the NBA that aren't like – me guys but like how many times do we see them just stacking a team and their salary cap their their luxury tax is the biggest joke ever like you can stack teams you can have lebron james on a team with kevin durant and everybody else on the planet just to win championships like it's stupid man it, it's so stupid the whole concept i'd like the days with like michael jordan and shit man those were good basketball games games it was a little physical right but they yeah you know like those days where basketball was tough and they actually played like a team though yeah yeah it, like the, everyone always jokes about it. Uh, what was the guy that played with Jordan forever? Oh, um, Pippen and uh, Pippen, yeah, Scotty Pippen. But and they played together. Like they they built off each other. And yeah. Then you even have guys like Rob Kerr on there. Uh, yeah, Rob Kerr. Yeah. And oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. But they played together. I can tell you, those are the only names I know. But yeah, it was fun to watch. I I, I would tune in for the playoffs, right? Like I wanted to see what what uh, Michael was doing and Pippen and those guys, right? But. Uh, it's crazy, man. It's it's. It, I mean, it's impossible to do that in hockey now with the salary cap. We've seen that. So, um, unless you're Tampa Bay, yeah, but they cheat. Remember, they abuse. Yeah, them. they abuse the system. <laughs> anyway, the system. Um, moving on. This is way yeah. too much basketball talk. Fuck. Way too much. Now, do you want to do you want to hear a funny joke? Quick. Yeah. What's up? Why do you? Okay, so it's a photo carry price. Okay. Why do you spend ten point five million on a goalie? To shut down forty-eight million dollars worth of forwards, of course. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Um, another off-topic. Phil, by the way, another off-topic one. And actually, I want to kind of go quick here on this one. Edmonton Elks new CFL logo looks terrible. Love it. I hate the simplicity on it. I love the colors. Too simple though for me. You go, gotta be bold to make some. You know. Make some actual real antler sticking out. Make it look so, mean. Keep in mind, though, this is a sport where the logos on the jerseys are practically non-existent. 
I okay, and then I do love the horns on the helmet, though. Yeah, I do so love that. that that to me is a statement piece, like right that you're gonna look at them and be like, oh, that's Edmonton, that's the Edmonton Elks. Still don't know why they call them the Elks, but whatever. Um, like yeah, why not elk, I, though? like elk, just the... I don't know. Maybe it's just a Canadian thing. I've been trying to figure this out, but you look at every other team, like even the, the Rams, Lions, like, the Rams, the right? Like, Red Blacks, the Stampeders, the Bombers, the Argos, the Tiger Cats, the yeah, but you know, uh, Argonaut, or not, I don't, I don't refer to elk. I don't go out like I'm not going to refer to them in a pearl tense. If I like, I don't go like I don't say, "Oh, I saw deers today." <laughs> well, I don't. I didn't see elks today, right? Like it's stupid. It's elk. It's deer. It's moose. Like, imagine being an idiot. I used to say this. Mooses. I used to get called it all the time for saying, "Yeah, there was a bunch of mooses." You no, are it's an moose. Idiot. You're an idiot. I don't know. That's my opinion. I don't. Really I just feel it. like being like Will Ferrell. Kicking what is uh, what is idiot? <laughs> <laughs> what does Nikki say? She's she's. I actually haven't even asked her on that one, but she probably thinks it's stupid too. Yeah, she's a teacher. She'll be able to tell us. Love the helmets, though. Good job. Yeah, with the, the I, I, I like the helmets. I like the colors. The name is. I actually like the name, uh, but the, the logo no go for me. Yeah, like I said, it, it, to me, you look at a football jersey. You got the big numbers on the front, back, and then like you're, you're gonna put elks on top, right? They're gonna keep the EE logo, which is cool. Are they going to put like horns on the side of their jerseys? That'd be kind of cool. Well, remember the shoulders have numbers on them too, though, right? Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's nowhere to put a logo on a football jersey. If they don't put horns on the jersey, I'm going to be pissed. The the jerseys like are actual good. horns. No, like actual horns, like sticking out of the jersey. Oh, like you could. Oh man, that'd be so cool. You could stab people in the eyes with them. <laughs> oh, completely Johnny, unrealistic. Johnny. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking pretty wild. But I like it. Um, I want to end it off on this now, Jell. And because you and I have been through the hockey system on the, this one here, I want your intake. And, and reason why is I am coaching at the U16 level next year. The WHL draft is actually getting pushed back into December for this coming up season right now. I think the WHL draft needs to go to the 16, so the U16 age bracket, not the Bantam, the U15 bracket anymore. The Ontario Hockey League does it. The QMJHL does it at, at the 16-year-old level or 15, 16-year-old level. What's your thoughts with the WHL draft? Should they keep it uh, at the 14, 15-year-old level, or they should move it up the next year now? I've, I've never understood it, man. I think it should be the uh, – I think it should be – they should push it back. What do you know? Like, a kid develops so much, I believe, between 15 and 16. Well, and I've seen so many kids bust because of that. Because yeah. they peaked at their 14-year-old year or their 15-year-old year, and then they got their head so big that it was – unfortunate but they they just didn't go anywhere yeah i agree man I, i've never understood that and i i think it needs to be pushed back and i'm not sure why the whl hasn't done it yet considering everyone else in the in the uh, chl has done it I, doesn't make sense to me and now this is the perfect year it's getting already pushed back that extra bit right so would it not make sense to just keep it you know in may for your u16 year old year yeah i think so uh, it would make sense to me I mean, if I was the case, you know, I might have had a chance to play in the NHL after that, but that's uh, a discussion for me, myself, and I. Mm, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I had no shot going to the WHL. I stuck to my I stuck to my junior A and junior B roots, and and that's uh, that's yeah. kind of where I went. It's way more fun that way. You know what? We had a great career overall, and um, Jelly. 
I'm going to kind of cap it off did, at that point. See, what, what else is on your mind? Did you see uh, who's 85 on Winnipeg? That's Perot. Oh, Perot. Yeah, that's out. Yeah, okay. Did you see him yapping Perry? Uh, it was like the uh, they were taking a face off at the blue line, like by the Montreal bench. No, I must have missed that. And he's yapping away with Perry, like pointing at him, and Perry's just like laughing. And they drop the puck, and the guy's looking the other fucking way. He's looking at the bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was dying. I was like, yes, this is, this is why you. Oh man, fuck you. If you didn't see it, go check it out. It's pretty good. I will. What else is on your mind, buddy? Like you know, past uh, today's all excitement and everything. What else you got going on the go for the rest of this week here? Well, Johnny, if you must know. Golfing Banff on uh, the nine-hole course in Banff National on uh, Monday or was fuck Saturday. I was sp- supposed to go, but I'm working. I know, I know that's unfortunate. But I will oh, be we'll there for the there. fire after, though. Good, good. We will definitely have a fire. For those of you who don't know, it's my birthday. I'm fucking old as shit. So, about forty-five, <sighs> I think. Yeah, f- yeah, forty-seven. Yeah, yeah. Add up a few years there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, thirty-one, thirty-one, young. Still, Just, still young. Just a baby. <laughs> yeah, man, that's about it, man. We we golfed um we golfed um Tooth of the Dog yesterday. Have you that? golfed there? No, I haven't. I wasn't. Oh, we're gonna go. It's really nice, man. For a prairie course, it's like it's not really a prairie course. It's built into the valley on the uh, on the creek there. It's beautiful. It's actually really. Wasn't it Colicut? Sorry, you were, you were going? No, no, we've been to Colicut a lot, but we went to Tooth of the Dog, which is oh, like, okay north of there by like. 15 minutes it's a little bit farther okay. away but it's worth it man hmm, that was a lot bad, of fun right on man fuck i gotta but get other than that man I, I was i had some topics but you know what this whole that hit man it, it's really left a sour taste in my mouth i'm pretty pissed off still about it so yeah and i think you know what let's end it off on that gel i think you know what honestly gel we've been uh doing a great job so far lots of plays on our podcast for everybody listening thank you very much for listening keep and listening you share it to your friends next podcast will probably be coming out on saturday sunday i'm gonna aim for sunday probably and you know what everybody keep watching some hockey keep your heads down and fuck you shifley yeah go suck it shifley and also go night school it's 2-2 going into the third so uh Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Bye, John. Love you. Bye, Jelly.